Welcome to the Seeds of Light, astrology hub show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm your host, Anna Zaharia, and I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, and columnist for the Yoga Journal, Cameron Allen. Cameron, thank you for being here. Hey, Anna. I'm glad to be back again. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm sad. I'm, as always. I'm so yeah. glad that you're back again for many reasons, but one of them being that we're going to keep continuing with our series on how to support your child based on their zodiac sign. And today we're speaking about supporting your Aries child. And Cameron, you know what my favorite question is? <laughs> I love starting with this one. What's the highest purest expression of Aries? I would say that it is the warrior spirit, right? Like having courage. And and I think, you know, children teach us this the most, right? Like just their ability to just go and do something, right? Without the monkey mind coming in. I think that is the, the most purest, beautiful expression of it. You know, it's just courage beyond me having to think about it. And I can just feel it in my body what it is I need to do. And I think that's, you know, what being a warrior is about. It's about feeling something that feels true for you, that lights you up and doing it no matter what, you know? I think that's the highest expression of it, the purest expression for sure. I love that, Cameron. And I can so, so um, affirm that because I have an Aries moon and I know we've talked about this briefly in other episodes, but when we're saying supporting your Aries child, Yes, we're talking about if you have an Aries sun sign child. However, if your child has an Aries moon or a concentration of energy, which just means multiple planets in Aries, you can probably bring in a lot of these same tips because that energy is going to be expressing strongly through your child. So I do have an Aries moon and I can definitely attest to courage being something really important for me to exercise and how empowering it is for me to, to step into that edge zone. And it's part of what I need to do in order to nurture myself, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because it feels, you know, you just wouldn't think that it's the most nurturing thing you can do is to push yourself beyond your edge. But with Aries, I really feel that that's true. Doing the show is actually a really great example of how I'm doing my Aries. So I would love to explore this a little further with you, Cameron. How, how would you advise parents to encourage courage in their Aries children? Yeah, so I've worked with, I've actually have a few friends who have children who have that placement. So Really, what I often tell them to do is allow them to let out their bursts of energy, like let them be spontaneous. And sometimes that can be kind of difficult for parents because it's like it seems like they put like potentially could seem like they're kind of like out of control or quote unquote wild. However, what I have found is that doing that, the earlier that one does that with a with an Aries child, the less they'll have to do it when they get older, because if not, then that energy will just be become repressed. So allowing them to have their outbursts, you know, learning different techniques that have to do with like releasing anger and frustration, 
also, I mean, it's it's so Martian that I just think things like competition, like healthy competition, like teaching them healthy competition, just competing with them, like racing them, you know, really doing things with the body as well. I think all those things can help out a lot. And also just encouraging a trial and error process, right? Like Aries energy is about something like birthing something. So it needs to be instinctual and primal. And when that happens, a child would need like no restrictions. Obviously, I'm not saying no restrictions for the child fully and completely, but like, you know, just knowing when this time and place to allow that or like creating the space for them to just be quote unquote wild or impulsive. Like, I don't even necessarily like those words, but there's still words to be used so that we can attune to them and work with the young ones in that way. Those are great ways, but definitely the ang- like learning how to channel anger. I always, I always tell my friends to let their kids scream. That's like the favorite like release to me because it's just, it's always so easily accessible and just teaching them time and place appropriacy for that, you know, and that it's going to have to be a trial and error process too, as well, because if you teach a kid, that they can scream when they're upset, then, you know, you might be in the store and they might do it, you know, but it's just like learning that over time or like doing it in the way that is best for you. With Mars and Aries, like I would add that into this as well, because that signature is just so highlighted and so potent that it's like, so it's like sun, moon, multiple planets in the concentration and or having Mars and Aries as well. And rising? Yeah, rising, rising. Yeah, definitely. And what about space to be, to have some independence? Yeah, I think that's really, you know, actually it's, it's, it's interesting because it can be important in two different ways. I've seen it manifest like one area, like one Aries child will like want a lot of independence. And I've noticed that another type of Aries child will actually like, not 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 necessarily they don't want independence but they'll have like a more like they'll be more frightful about being independent so knowing where your child is at on that spectrum or actually like on that spectrum or that that polarity like do they want to be very very independent or are they not being independent because a lot of times i feel like we project onto certain zodiac signs that they're always one way when really what i've noticed is oftentimes that there are people on the poles of it. So somebody could be very, very courageous or, you know, they would tend towards being like more, I guess I would say cowardice or like frightful. So just being mindful about that. If they are more on the independent side or more on being like in the background and not seeking for independence. And then I would just go from there and see what, see what happens, you know, play with it, allow them to, to be independent if they are, but also just know the limits because with fire signs in general, you know, it could just be uncertain and it can be spontaneous is a better word for it. Just being ready for that in and of itself can be super helpful. Got it. So what would you say about some of the key challenges that we might face as parents with Aries children and what would be some practical solutions? Yeah. So the key challenge I would see here is, probably the anger and the frustration, you know, um, and you can even potentially say like the courage <laughs> might be like, it could be a challenge too, because right. It's like the child wants to do what they want to do. And that can be a challenge, even though it's a majestic quality on, on one side of it. But also another challenge is just allowing the child to make 
perceived mistakes because I don't really consider Aries to ever make mistakes. I consider them to be in a trial and error process. So it's like you have to touch the hot stove to know it's hot. You have to, you know, fall to know how to balance, you know, just things that like sometimes might actually make parents be more like sheltering or like to like hold space for them. In certain ways, I feel like the Aries child really needs to get out there and bump their knee. And, you know, obviously to an extent, you know, just allowing them to be primal too. you know, that energy can be perceived as like animalistic, but not in like a savage kind of way, just like an animalistic, like crawling on the ground and just like being in your body in the most, yeah, natural way possible. So yeah, that's what I would say. Anger and frustration is number one on that list for me. So with anger and frustration, I, I know that you've mentioned some of this already, but in terms of how supporting your kid through it, like finding a healthy avenue for the anger, can you elaborate a little bit more on how we can do that in a healthy way? Specifically because I feel like, well, some of the Zodiac signs are a little less socially acceptable <laughs> in our day and age than others. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel that Aries is one of them, especially if you're a woman or a little girl, it's a lot less acceptable that, you know, you're very courageous and primal and have big bursts of anger. So I just feel like it's such a gift to inform parents about you know, this is something that's part of your child and this is how you can work with it and support it. And it's it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think steering it in the right direction, you know, oftentimes is really good. First off, I always like reference the child first. It's like, how are they expressing that anger and how can you say things to them that will help them be able to channel it in the future? Right. Like it's not I feel like it's not always about like if they respond right now in this moment, it's like prepping them to be able to utilize the fire in the future, right? Like it's okay to have passion and also, and, and also identifying with Aries children that like, I see that you're upset. I know that you did this. Do you, how, how does that, how's that affecting others? Right. Just like priming them, like to understand like how their, their fire and their, and their spontaneous energy can affect others is really important and also, if you can find ways to, like, go out in nature, you know, nature always, you know, even if it's, like, you go out in nature, you take a walk, and you pick up sticks, and you hit them against trees or something, like, I don't know, I always go towards, like, hitting stuff, because I just, it's, that was my thing, but it, it does really work, you know, and, it, and it, it gives them a chance to be able to be, like, hey, I'm upset, can we go out to nature, right, like, it gives them their lane that they know that they can go have at it. And like I said before, like that's always to an extent, but going out in nature and finding ways to, I don't know, I like breaking stuff, like breaking tree branches against stuff or, you know, or even hitting the ground or talking to earth while you hit the ground just be like, I feel this way, earth, like tell me what to do or like, how do you feel? Or, you know, being able to express in that way. I think those are all good ways to go about it. And like I said, competition as soon as possible, I think is really good. So, yeah. So at the risk of steering off us a little off track, but I don't think I am. What 
do you think is the purpose of anger? The purpose of anger for me is to allow our fire to move express like unhindered. Whenever, like, I feel like whenever we're angry, it just literally means that I'm not instinctually expressing myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's not, and it's, and it's, it's pre forethought a lot of times. So it's like, we just, we, I just want to, like, I just want to do it, you know, and anything that's stopping me makes me feel restricted and limited. And when I feel boxed in, I want to, you know, I want to get mad and, and get angry. I don't want to be repressed. That's, that's the purpose of anger for me. Yeah. Hmm. I will also add to that. In my experience, anger has been really helpful in showing me my boundaries, like showing me where my boundaries have been crossed or where I need to set a better boundary. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really great to keep in mind as you're witnessing your child in a big maybe meltdown or burst of anger. Where is it coming from? Why is it there? Like, What's the purpose of it rather than shutting it down or mellowing it out? What's it trying to convey? And I love what you said about preparing them to use their fire. I think that's, that's really cool. So what's happening right now in in the sky for Aries? What are some things we can do to work with that? Yeah, so right now in the sky, we have a a sextile to to Mars. So that that energy will turn up the Martian and the the Aries energy a little bit, you know. It's it's like a more easy free flow of of um more fiery energy, more instinctual energy. And then on the other side, we have uh, sextile to Aquarius, and that's where Jupiter and Saturn will be for quite a quite a while. So just being mindful of you know that phasal relationship. Like there's a difference between the sextile to Gemini, which is a more new expression. So like, how are they? How have they been asserting themselves in the past few weeks, months? You know, months really. And and is there a new expression that's coming out? And then also. With the sextile to Aquarius, are they breaking away from some old things, uh, some old patternings that they have, you know, depending on how old they are, I guess that wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to determine that. But just seeing like how they're expanding or how they're crystallizing into their unique expression with the sextile to Aquarius. And then there was one more thing I was feeling into. Ah, Chiron. Yeah. So Chiron is in Aries. And I really would just invite everyone to just feel into it or look where Chiron's at in relationship to where your child's chart is at. And just know that that could bring extra sensitivity and energetic sensitivity. So like you can think of that as being empathic, but it's just like being able to feel into the environment. And sometimes the boundary between self and other is more porous in a way. So just being mindful of that and observing it. And, and this transit is a very long one. So Chiron will be in Aries until like 2028. So it's a pretty long time. You got some time to pay attention there. So yeah, those are the ones that I highlighted right now. Awesome. And the sun is literally about to move into Aries. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then Venus will move in there. And so, yeah, in the shorter term, there will be a lot more Aries energy for the next month 
Yeah, so it, it'll be highlighted, you know. The sun will shine down on what's really going on there. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to summarize just some of the key points here. One of the most important things to support your Aries child is to help them channel their anger. You can do this through taking them out into nature, encouraging them to maybe hit the ground and just let all their feelings out, creating a safe space in the home or maybe they have a little punching bag where they can punch their pillow or maybe they can throw their stuffies. <laughs> you can get creative with it. But the important thing about that is just to create the space for it rather than try to shut it down or placate it. <laughs> and the risk of trying to shut it down is that it can become repressed, which it's going to make it a lot harder for Aries to use their innate ability to channel their fire later on in life, which is a really important gift for Aries. There needs to be space to be spontaneous for trial and error for them to really just get in there and do things themselves and learn through that process. Finding an appropriate space, depending on your child's inclination for independence, encouraging it, but not pushing it. If your child has interest in independence, then allow that to flourish in a healthy way with some boundaries. Allow them to have an expression of their primal energy. Be creative with it. Be wild with it. Have, have space for healthy competition. Maybe have them in, in sports or play competitive games with them at home. And of course, the most majestic thing about Aries being courage. Aries has this affinity for courage and this need to be courageous. Some of the challenges may be around the anger and the frustration. So we've talked about ways to work with that. The, the affinity for doing courageous things can be a challenge as well. So creating a, a safe space for that is important, you know, especially, you know, I feel that with parents, we have such a Saturnian role, like no matter what the zodiac sign of the child, we kind of come in with a pretty Capricorn container for them. And, and then we learn to play with the particular qualities of our children within that container. But there, there's a big broad container that kind of holds all of us parents. And just remember that you're prepping your Aries child to use their fire. That through helping them work with their anger, creating space for them to be courageous and adventurous and wild and primal, that you are basically, you're stoking their fire, you're teaching them to dance with that fire. I feel that that's, that's a really beautiful image to um, think about. And right now with the energy in the sky there might be a little bit more sensitivity and it might happen for it might be showing up for a few years and it's really important to help your child expand into their unique expression and you might be seeing signs of that so just encouraging that when witnessing that is there anything that i missed or that you want to add 
I guess the only thing I will want to add is just being mindful to feel into what you want to say to your child based off of you, the world that you know that they're going to be put out into, right? So it's not always necessarily just about telling them great things that we have as wisdom in general, but also like having good like remedies for, hey, like you you will face this out in the world. Even if you don't say that out loud, they'll you'll just be prepping them for that, you know? So I think that's really important to always keep that orientation in mind that you're prepping them for, for life as a whole. So yeah, and just knowing that it's okay for them to assert themselves and sometimes people won't like it. And also to consider other people, all those things, you know. And also, I saw somebody in the comments said something about um, there's like very little forethought. So, I mean, I know we said that earlier, but just, you know, knowing that there's not forethought all the time. So inviting more reflection sometimes is really good so that the more and more they just do things instinctually, they'll, you know, one day they'll come to a point where they're like, mm, like they won't think, but then they'll stop like in the middle of doing it and be like, mm, like maybe I shouldn't do that, you know. So just that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cameron. I know we could keep going for a long time just here, and I would love to, but we want to keep these short for busy parents. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Cameron, thank you so much for your beautiful wisdom, as always. Everyone, please, if you found this helpful, please share it, like it, subscribe to our channels. Um, you can get on our mailing list as well at astrologyhub.com. And if you love Cameron's approach to the Zodiac signs, we have a whole course on health secrets of the Zodiac where Cameron goes in depth into each of the signs. He teaches about their essence, their correspondences in nature, and how to best care for each one of them. And you can get that at astrologyhub.com forward slash secrets. And if you don't have your free PDF download of the guide to your child's moon sign, you can get that at astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign. And you'll get helpful insights on how to uniquely support and nurture your child based on their moon. Next time, we're going to be back with supporting your Sagittarius child. And I can't wait to dive in. Thank you, everyone.